Hello and welcome to The Rundown. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. But as we all know, I do not do this program by myself. Nope, my name is Mike P. Waworski. I am your co-host. That's the co-host from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the co-host with the most here on The Rundown. We're bringing you to a views and conservative news. Craig, today's a special day. Yes, it is. It is Taco Tuesday. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the street. Tacos, all you can eat. Lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yummity, yum. Got to love those tacos. You know, Mike, it's funny. It, it, talking about raining, um, it, it, it actually has been raining after weeks of being sunny. It all of a sudden just started downpouring here in Sacramento. Weird. Tacos? No, no, not tacos. It'd be cool oh. if it were tacos, as long as you're not out driving cool. in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd kill your wipers. Yeah. <laughs> It's like yes, the love no, it would not, it, that, yeah. that in and of itself would not be a good thing. Um, could be no. a little dangerous, um, but, you know, also would be kind of cool. I mean, I guess I could see like individual ingredients, maybe like cheese falling one day and lettuce the next. But I don't know how tacos would fall whole unless like uh, like if a tornado hit like a taco stand or something. Ooh, taco NATO. Taco, oh, that's a good one. Hold on, I'm writing that down. Taco <laughs> Nado, that's, that one down. that's a screenplay right there. Taco Nado, exactly. Taco. That sounds like a that sounds mm-hmm. actually like a good uh, good film, a good short film. Taco Nado, got it. All right, look forward to that, folks. <laughs> look forward to Taco Nados coming to a theater near you. <laughs> that's it. Exactly right. Bring your own hot sauce. Hey, folks, I uh, just want to encourage you right now while you're watching us, make sure, uh, make sure first of all, like us and make sure share us. So if you're watching us on Facebook or on YouTube, uh, share us with all your social medias. If you're watching us on OpsLens, uh, make sure, folks, remember, you can record your own videos and comment back to us and stuff like that there via OpsLens. If you're watching us on the OpsLens app, you can also watch us on your big screen TV. Uh, check us out. And then once again, encourage your friends to do the same. And if you're listening... Uh, or if you just want to listen, uh, you can find the program on Apple, uh, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, any which way you can listen to the program as well. Uh, we got you know tons of episodes archived, so go back and check it out. But whatever you do, however you listen, however you watch, encourage your friends to do the same. Like, share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe. Friends, listen, uh, we try to be entertaining and informative, right? And if, and if at some point along the way, because we got varied opinions, if some point along the way we disagree, we promise right now, making the commitment, we will not Will Smith you. No, we, we, we most definitely will not Will Smith you, especially since we're about 3,000 miles apart from each other. Well, we could meet in the middle. You know, we could just, <laughs> just, <laughs> what? Just, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. That is the commitment that we make to you. All right. That's moving right along as we get into the news. 
right. Uh, there is a major uproar that's taking place, uh, not just nationally, but internationally. And a lot of this has to do with, uh, well, obviously our president, who, uh, according to, uh, uh, according to uh, some folks, has been wrong on every major public policy decision that he's ever been involved in. But not just that, we're also now dealing with an individual who says things and then forgets, uh, forgets what he said. And here's one example. And uh, this was a speech uh, that I'm sure you folks have hardly already heard this segment, but he was giving the speech and everyone liked and everyone thought it was actually a very, very good speech, very forceful speech, uh, as long as he stayed on script. But there near the very end, Biden decided that, uh, well, the script just wasn't quite good enough. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all. Okay, so clearly there at the very end, uh, he decided to ad-lib and, dis- and basically call for regime change. Uh, immediately after he said that members of the, of the White House staff, White House actually went out and started walking it back, saying he was not calling for regime change. Uh, he was just simply, you know, expressing uh, the need to the, the, the as, as he liked to put it, he was expressing outrage uh, and that he was not calling for regime change. And he was given the opportunity, Mike, to actually retract or walk back these statements and when given the opportunity, well, I don't think he availed himself of it. No, I think. Are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back? What's getting walked back? It made it sound like, just in the last couple of days, uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon, and it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know none of the three occurred. None of the three. Occurred. None of the three. Mr. President, you, you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We we're talking about helping train the troops in that are the the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's what the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to I was referring to with meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops who were in Poland. And when you said a chemical weapon use by Russia would trigger a response in kind. It will trigger a significant response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Why would I tell you? You got to be silly. The world wants to know? The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then then Russia... All right, so Mike, so there were three statements in the last five days that he made that that clearly his staff has turned around and had to walk back. And now what he's saying is, yeah, no, I'm not walking back anything. So we are going to use chemical weapons if they use chemical weapons. We are sending troops to Ukraine and uh, and we are seeking regime change. I, I'm, I'm confused, as I'm sure the rest of the world is. Well, you're not the one that's confused, Craig. It's uh, it's the president that's confused. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever had to deal with anybody that's uh, had the onsets uh, of dementia and is still uh, in authority. Uh, this is exactly what happens. And uh, now you have to sit there and 
pretend it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon and just spin your head around. Um, uh, you know, listen, that the reporter there, and I, I don't, I don't know his name. Uh, you know, he Peter clearly could have Peter Peter Ducey there could have clearly uh, uh, countered the president and, and embarrassed him, and did not. You know, he still held back. I mean, it's it's like it's like slapping a puppy. You know, it's uh, you, you you can't. You can't argue with them. They're just going to get uh, mad or frustrated and uh, and not be able to respond in kind. So um, this is clearly what's going on. This is clearly just a, you know more uh, tales, uh, telltale signs of of the dementia that uh, the president has uh, started to show symptoms of. Well, and it started almost immediately uh, showing these symptoms, but it's at a point now where it is it is being played out on the world stage and our allies and our enemies do not know what what to make of it. I mean, he's given Putin some real, I mean, we're talking real PR wins. I mean, he's got the president uh, saying in his own words that he's seeking regime, regime change, that he'll use chemical weapons and that uh, we're, yeah. we're going to put boots on the ground in, in, in Ukraine or at least implying all three of those things. And I, I, I can't think of anything that Putin would want more to be able to replay over and over again on, uh, on, on, on Russian airwaves than, than the things, the very words that are coming out of President Biden's mouth. Yeah, listen, he may not mean these things. The dementia might also be causing him to misspeak as well. Um, so when he, when he means to say things like, uh, you know, we're we're going to the Ukraine. He may not have meant we were going to the Ukraine, but that's how his brain recalls it. So, he, you know, he, he may not be making things up on the on the back end. It might be on the front end. And then there's no recall. So and I think that's I think a lot of people realize that we're we're not going there, but that this this uh, uh, this disease is advancing to the point where he's saying those things. And not meaning them either. It's you know, you know, Craig. You ever sit there and go, "Man, what's the right word for this?" Well, his brain now just inserts a word. It doesn't matter what the word well, is. Well, I, I get that, uh, but here's the difference, Mike. I'm not the leader of the free world. I'm not the the president of the most powerful. I'm the, the head of the most powerful country in the world. Um, right. These right. things have here's, consequences. Here's, these yeah. what you well, say as president is, has consequences. My my point is, I think the 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 the, uh, the leaders of the other countries around the world are smart enough to know he doesn't mean we're going to use chemical weapons there. It that that they mean he he misspoke because he's an idiot or not because he's because he's well because he's got dementia. People, you know. Yeah, yes, you are correct. But but what happens though is is that it shows a sign of weakness to people across to to other leaders in the world, and they're like, okay, Absolutely. we we Absolutely. know now that he is not the one that is making these decisions. Who is? Oh, yeah. Listen, the other world leaders right now are like, OK, we can 80 percent ignore America. We don't have to deal with them. Yeah. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, I've, I've had to take a look at the same. They take it the same way I had to take it with Donald Trump. I was like, I can't, you can't always look at what he says. You have to look at what he does. The problem is I don't like what he's doing either because his actual foreign policy seems to be just as as confusing uh, and ineffective as the words that he uses. The, the difference with Donald Trump's foreign policy was uh, that uh, if he did something, uh, it was going it was going to be to America's favor and it was going to put other countries at a disadvantage. And we saw that over and over again. And he told us he was going to do that and put America first. And the one thing we always knew with him was, Craig, no matter what his policy was, it meant America first. It was America first. And by the way, his policies were actually quite effective, despite everything that the mainstream media would have you believe. Yeah. 
uh, we were respected, if not feared, uh, on the national on the, on the international stage. Uh, we were able to renegotiate, uh, th- you know, trade agreements. We were able to renegotiate, or at least get folks to step up to the plate and start to to take care of and pay their fair share when it came uh, to to alliances that we were a part of. Yep. Um, he really helped set the rest of the world straight and say, look, we're not carrying the rest of you guys all this time. If you're not willing to defend yourselves, uh, then, you know, we're not, we're not going to foot the bill for your defense. And, and you know, that was something that needed to be said in light of exactly what we're looking at right now in Ukraine. You know who set up and expanded the training and bases in Poland, right? Yep. It's Donald Trump. Because he right. always had his eye on what was going on right next door in the Ukraine and in Poland. Well, guess what? <laughs> He I'm was sorry, also Ukraine he was also Russia. the one who, unlike his predecessor, who sent blankets to Ukraine, he's the one who actually yeah. sent them weaponry, right? Yeah. He's the one who helped to help start off preparing them uh, to be able to defend themselves. Yes, yes, very much so, very much so. Right, uh, and that kind of leads me to our, our our next story and talk about defending themselves. Uh, we we hear a lot of talk coming out of the left about defunding the police. Well, midterm elections are coming around and polls are all out there and all of them are showing that the whole defund the police conversation, yeah, that's not working. So he's putting together uh, a new idea, at least new to the Demo- new to Democrats, uh, and adding it to an old idea, one that uh, has very much always been a part of the Democratic Party, and that has to do with uh, funding the police. Well, how are they going to fund the police? Uh, his budget, the budget he has sent to Congress, is asking for $32 billion to fund the police to combat the surging crime. Uh, now, interesting, though, by the way, yeah, his, uh, his, the surging crime was caused by Democrat policies in major, major cities, but I won't go there. Oh, I'm sorry, I just did, didn't I? Anyway, uh, so he has a $5.8 trillion 2023 budget, including, and this is how the part part how they plan to pay for it, a billionaire's tax and to ra- and a raise from 21 to 28% in the corporate tax rate. Now, Mike, here, here there, there's a couple of issues that I think I, I have with this. Number one, uh, as we all know, there's nothing more, uh, there is nothing more mobile than a rich man and his money. So we all know that as you go after billionaires, uh, they will redistribute, remove in an international economy, move their funds to a place in a location where uh, it'll be cheaper for that, where it'll be whether where they will save money on their tax burden. Then there's also the increase in the corporate tax rate. Now you and I both know corporations don't pay taxes; their customers do, which means that is a basically a 25 percent, or no, I'm sorry, a 30 a third tax increase. Uh, 33.3% tax increase uh, on you and I, on the products that we buy. Yeah, listen, it will continue to uh, to take these small businesses, the mom and pop businesses, uh, and drive them out because, you know, they, those those small margins are what keep people from uh, they keep people buying their products rather than going uh, internet and buying the things where they, where they sell dirt cheap. And I'm not, listen, I don't want to, uh, you know, be down on Amazon, uh, but listen, if you can buy something on Amazon for two, three dollars cheaper than you can get it from the mom and pop, that's what you're going to do. So it's going to drive those down because the the margins are different. And then when you start to get to adding more tax rate to it and driving your cost up, you know, Amazon could bring their costs down and mom and pop can't. So you see more of the small businesses uh, boarded up. Uh, billionaires, absolutely. Listen, Craig, uh, you, you don't get to you don't get to have a, a billion dollars. Uh, 
you don't get to build a billion dollars if you don't know how to manage your money. So they will move that around and found more, buy more. So listen, I'm sure there's going to be just as many tax loopholes that are created that uh, people can go ahead and, uh, and hide that money in as well. Um, I don't care if it's a Democrat Congress or a Republican Congress. What they both want is money, <laughs> but but they both want to take the money from the other side. So they continue to, uh, uh, you know, move move the loopholes around. So, um, you know, I, this guy wants money. He wants money for funding the police now. You and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Craig. Defunding the police was killing them. So all of a sudden at the State of the Union, they had to change their policy 100%. Like it was always that way, too. Like it came around and said, We've got crime. We're going to fund the police like it's the first time any of us had ever heard for it uh, or heard of it. It was, a, it was absolutely amazing to watch the Democrats spin on their heels and steal a Republican policy Wait. and try and make it look like it was their own. Or like it wasn't their policies that actually caused the increase in crime. Like, yes. I don't know, decriminalizing yeah. crime and letting criminals out yeah. in the streets, uh, yes. telling them that, yeah, there's not going to be any consequences for when you decide to break the law. None of that yep. had anything to do with the increase in crime. That's how they're acting. Yep. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. It's a, it's a, it's, it's fun to be educated and watch, right? It's fun to be informed and watch what's going on because you're like, wait a second. That's hold on now. That's not what he said before. You, you know, well, it's, what it's, makes it worse is because you know, you, and you know that the mainstream media is actually basically parroting what they're saying. They are going along with the propaganda and so then, you know, you, we wind up having to go out there and explain to people. And they're like, oh, no, that's not true because, well, I would have seen it and I would have read it on Mother Jones or, or the Huffington yeah, Post go, yeah. or MSNBC. Mother Jones, there you go. Yep. Right. Mother Jones is about as reliable as uh, you can get there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the other thing, and I, and I give you an example. So in California, in order to combat the, the high price of, of, uh, of, gas of, of oil they now right. want to they now want to add a tax on oil producers in the state of california uh in order to help reduce the cost of gas now think about this we already have the highest price gas because we have additives that no other state requires then yep. on top of it we have the highest gas tax in the entire country and now yeah. on top of that, they want to tax producers of oil because they're afraid that they're earning crazy profits. And uh, but but what they fail to understand is that tax is just going to be passed on to the consumer as do, as is every other cost of doing business. So they're going to push the price of gas in California up even higher. I'm like, these people are idiots. I mean, yeah. let me clarify. If their goal is to ease the pain of the average person, then they're not even coming close to meeting their goal. They're idiots. I have a sneaking suspicion that their goal is basically to get people out of their cars, which also would make them idiots because then there's no way for us to have a thriving economy if workers cannot get to their place of work. Oh, well, they just take the subway, Craig, or this high-speed train you got. Uh, oh, yeah. No, let's see. let me tell you about public transportation in Sacramento. It, it basically, it will take you two hours to get, to get someplace that would normally probably take you about 15 minutes, right? I, New York is, is uh, amazing in terms of how public transportation works. And that's only, here's the, here's the reason why it's so amazing, Mike, 
is because there's so much traffic and gridlock in a in that major metropolitan area. It takes way too long to get from point A to point B. So the subway system actually works, but it works in that it's not as it, it may be slow, but it's not as slow as actually getting in your car. In places like California or other places, um, you can actually still kind of get somewhere in a decent amount of time in your vehicle. But public transportation is not a viable option. It really, not to someone who wants to get somewhere on time. Yeah, listen, we're even worse here in uh, in, in Central Florida and Orlando, Florida. In fact, Orlando is uh, is an old Indian name that means uh, it takes about an hour. It takes about an hour. Oh, fun stuff, fun stuff. Okay, uh, we've been talking a lot. We well, yesterday, yesterday was like. I'd never watched the Oscars. I, I, I really don't. I stopped watching the Oscars about 20, 30, 40 years ago. I mean, a long time ago, I stopped watching the Oscars. Uh, and yesterday gave us a moment where everyone wished they had been watching the Oscars, at least at that moment, when Will Smith decided that he was going to uh, uh, put lay the smack down on, uh, on, Mr., on Mr. Chris Rock. Uh, as you know, we showed the video yesterday. Uh, well, turns out Will Smith has now subsequently apologized uh for his behavior and mike i kind of wanted to get your perspective on what you what you thought about about just in general him apologizing and then we'll go ahead and we'll read the apology uh to the folks what, what are your thoughts real quick well i think i think chris rock stood there and took it they should make a new bad boys movie about him just standing there and taking whatever you got mr ali or mr whoever you played in the movies he took it. he barely um, shifted his feet that's what's so funny. I mean, it was like, I'm like, like you said, here's a guy who played Muhammad Ali and has been, yeah. a, you know, the badass in a bunch of movies. And he gave it his best shot. And Chris Rock just said, Wah. he said, took it. And he said, Will Smith just slapped the poop out of me. You know, he just, <laughs> he, he made a joke, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, what do I think about his excuse? I think it's, it's weak. Uh, I, I think it's, it's weak. He came up with, um, you know, the he came up with the, the excuse for the uh, for the for the apology, right? Uh, well, you have to understand, and this and that. No, 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 no. It's not what you, you 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 don't get to have conditions to your apologies, right? You get to say, "I apologize." That's inexcusable, and that's what the headline said because that's what the media wants you to say. But when you went on to his full comments and his full statement, it was like it was one of them non-apology apologies, right? Uh, I still think that even this statement there was kind of rambling, just like it was when he was on stage. Uh, at the academies accepting his award i think that uh, again i stand by my commitment that by the end of the week he's admitted some sort of health issue and uh, a mental health issue and he's going to go get treatment for 30 days so uh, here's the statement he basically said violence in all of his forms is poisonous and destructive my behavior at last night's academy awards was unacceptable and inexcusable jokes at my expense are part of the job but jokes at Jada's med medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line, and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed, and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. And Mike, I have actually a few statements. It's number one. Um, Violence is not always poisonous and destructive. In fact, sometimes violence is the only way in which you can stand up against 
violence and tyranny and hate. Sometimes you need to react with violence. There's an appropriate time and there's an appropriate place. Even 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 the Bible says that there is a time for war. So there's sometimes a time for you to, you know, handle your business. That wasn't it. Yep. I'm not saying right now, that yep. wasn't it, right? A yep. real man yep. would have probably during the commercial break went up, went to went backstage and said, look, dude, here's what she's going through. She's dealing with this issue, this disease, yada, yada, yada. She can't grow her hair back. It's a really sensitive subject. Uh, you need to apologize to my wife or we're we going to have a laying on of hands. You know, deal with that. Go and have that conversation man to man and give him an opportunity to make it right. You don't walk up on stage in the middle of an event like that and just slap somebody. Yeah. Even, you know, Craig, even you just said that, well, my wife has a has a condition where she can't grow her hair. Okay, that's 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 more accurate. He said in his statement, she has a medical condition. You you say he said it like, listen, she's got cancer and's got six months to live. She's got multiple sclerosis and she right. can't control her own muscle. Fun. He said it like that. Let's be real about what this is. I mean, it's it's alopecia. Is it is it is it affect her? Of course, it affects her. Is it affect her mentally? Probably a little bit. Uh, can I put a wig on and nobody know? Yes. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm not saying that's the answer, and I'm not trying to put down anybody with alopecia, but this was not a life-threatening disease that he made of made fun of somebody with a telephone and were trying to save right. children. Okay, right? Hey, no, no, no. You're 100 correct. Um, I once again, I just think that uh, that that dude needs to just. <laughs> well, anyway, he's still. I he his his career is not over, but it is it is teetering. We'll put it that way. Um, Yes, it is. It is definitely teetering. That was not a, a positive response. Uh, I, I will give him credit. At least he is he is owning it. I wish he would. He should say something publicly, not just because, see, for all I know is this is something something that was put out by his publicist, not by him. Um, this needs to be said from his mouth. Right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. This, these words need to come out of his mouth, not just on his Instagram, because, like I said, for all we know, this is a publicist trying to uh, trying to cover his butt. Just saying. All right, moving right along. Now, this was one, and I don't know exactly that this is a huge story, but it is a story, and no one's gonna, no one's really reporting on this. Uh, but the state of Washington, uh, or states in general, governments in general, tend to they they sell uh, uh, items, or uh, what, what do they call them? Uh, inventory item, uh, over inventory items, or whatever you call them. Uh, but they sell their inventoried items. And interestingly, the state of Washington, uh, which uh, recently just, uh, the governor just signed a ban on standard capacity magazines, or as they like to call them, high capacity magazines, on a website is now currently selling a lot of standard capacity magazines. <laughs> this is a lot of 100 pistol and AR magazines they're calling them clips which shows how ignorant they are um now the auction is closed but these were basically items that were just recently sold uh they're in the state of washington um now look at all these magazines that are now by the way illegal for individuals to own or possess there in the state of washington but yet and still it's not illegal for the government to sell them I just think that this is, in my opinion, the uh, the height of uh, the height of hypocrisy, shall we say? 
<laughs> okay. Well, it looks like Mikey's, uh, looks like Mike, we've lost Mikey's thingy again, his, his microphone, but he will be back with us in just a moment. But this is, in my opinion, the height of, of hypocrisy. Don't you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, a- absolutely, Craig. It's, um, uh, you know, and I, they're selling these magazines, you know, they're trying to get rid of them. I wonder if it was an in-state buyer or not. I, I think the law goes into effect July 1st. So, I mean, you've got the state violating their own law or the, the you know, the intent of their own law. You know, why would they be selling these if here come in, uh, in two months, three months, they're going to be Ill- illegal in that state? It's absolutely hypocrisy. But that's what we get right from the liberal elite. It's OK for us to do not for you to do. Right. Well, in, you know, the good news is, is that we're probably going we're, we're hopefully going to be seeing a decision from the Supreme Court uh, on these. Uh, you know, hopefully we're going to see the Supreme Court rule on these on these magazines and magazine bans. Uh, at least that's what we're hoping. Uh, so this actually could wind up being a moot point. But it just goes to show you that even when normally what would happen is is that most legislatures, or at least those that are thinking, would say, you know, before we pass a law, let's wait and see what the Supreme Court says on these items uh, before we start to before we start passing laws, since we know that this is something that they're going to be ruling on. But the state of Washington is so dead set on the idea of showing how anti-gun they are, showing how much they do not believe in the right to keep and bear arms, uh, that they and their governor have put this law into place. Yeah, absolutely, Craig. I, but I understand also the Second Amendment Foundation has uh, got the lawsuit or has uh, is ready to file the lawsuit to uh, get an injunction in place to hold this law back. Again, I believe oh. it's supposed to go in effect July first, so they're 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 on it. They're on it. There are a number of organizations, including and, and lead, led by the Second Amendment Foundation, that are actually taking place in this. So everybody had their lawsuits all ready to go because, well, this is already an issue in in the yeah. Ninth Circuit. So. It's not going to be very difficult. And this not going to be very, by the way, according to the Ninth Circuit, well, let me clarify, with the exception of, you know, on Buck, there are, there's That's plenty right. of opportunities for them to, to, uh, to file a lawsuit and get, a, and get an injunction in this particular case. Now, we're coming up on, uh, on the 30 here, so we need to get into our parting shots. And uh, we, we've got a number of parting shots today because, well, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, we'll start with this one. I, I saw some people who were like talking about how, you know, badass Will Smith was because he uh, walked up and slapped uh, Chris Rock. I, I would wondering what if it was a different rock that was up there making a joke about Jada? <laughs> I'm wondering if he yep. would have, in fact, decided to walk up there and uh, and lay hands. Uh, I would think not. Uh, I would think he would think twice about it. There's also questions about the motivation. Like at first, because you notice in this one, he really did initially think it was funny. That I mean, the head, his head in that meme, uh, was actually true because when the first was just when the joke was first made, uh, he thought it was funny. You saw he laughed. Ah, oh, that's hilarious. Jada, you know, with the with the one eye thing, he like did not think it was funny, and uh, threatened to uh, well step out on him again. And needless to say. Will Smith then responded. He's like, did I do it right? Please don't leave me. <laughs> Listen, how, how horrible of a spot is it for this guy to be in that, um, uh, you know, his, his wife goes on national TV and says that the reason she cheated is because he wasn't man enough. Um, and now he's going to have to fight for that back. So here he is fighting, fighting every day to get back. 
the, the cheater that has no intent of staying with him, you know? Well, and you know, Mike, rumor has it, this is not the first time that, uh, that he has uh, laid hands on somebody uh, defending Jada. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. That's it. He had on his MAGA hat too, if I recall. Yeah. He was wearing a he was wearing a MAGA hat when he when he did it. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Now, one that unless you are a person who like is is spends a lot of time reading or seeing memes, the Batman meme is one that has been beyond popular for for quite a while now. Uh, it yes. has now been replaced. So there is something <laughs> constructive that has actually yes. come out of uh, this whole thing. Uh, is the yes. replacing of uh, of the Batman meme, uh, and uh, and just in case you're wondering, uh, there are people all over the world who actually have something interesting to say or to pontificate and impart some wisdom into situations, uh, including uh, our noble leader Confucius Joe. Uh, man must always finish attacking his spaghetti can, stacking his spaghetti cans. Uh, Confucius Joe. Obviously, he had now something to say about this. Now, Craig, I think I think we had I think we have one more. I'm not sure if you have it up or not. Um, but uh, if 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 Will Smith continues to act the way he does, they're they're going to send him somewhere. Uh, it's oh, not gonna be a snap! Not, I totally not, forgot about that I, one. But I do have it here. Not, not going to wow. be a choice. <laughs> I got one little fight. My mom got scared. She said, "You're going to live in your auntie and your uncle in Bel Air." <laughs> 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 oh me oh my i did forget to add that one thank you so much for the <laughs> reminder mike um i this one is i it, it it these are the only memes by the way that have gotten the you know the you know judge judge kentanji brown uh jackson i don't know what a woman is memes all, all off the front page I think that's why it was done. Now that I think about it, that is the conspiracy. They wanted to get her memes off of off of the front page, and so this is how they did it. Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's probably it. They uh, they scheduled her alopecia years ago in anticipation for this moment, uh, so they could uh, get this happen, get this to happen. Exactly. Well, anyway, how about a quick shout out to our sponsors? Let's say hey to our good friends, uh, Gorilla Machining, a Grid Defense, and of course uh, the California Republican Assembly. And Craig, I, I heard from Lion Arms yesterday after after we threw out a little uh, half shout out to them as well. They said hello to everybody uh, and, and thank you as well. I actually I got I actually got a friend request from the folks over there. Uh, once again, good folks over there at Lion Arms. Uh, very much appreciate you guys, the garden and just, it is hilarious because. Hold on. I was I was actually going to look for it. Let me see if I can find find it because they actually no, I, I can't find the new one. But it is just hilarious when you start talking about the garden gnome. First of all, they're they have, they even have they have garden gnome patches too, don't they? Yeah. Well, these guys look like tactical garden gnomes over there. They uh, they, <laughs> they they got it they got it all going on as tactical garden gnomes. They um, do. But once again, very good folks over there at Lion Arms. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, very much appreciate you guys, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll get to see you uh, uh, out at NRA. With that, yep. uh, we're going to call it a day. Uh, we will see you guys tomorrow on Hump Day. Please remember, like, share, subscribe. Uh, however you watch or listen, like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. We'll holler at you tomorrow on Hump Day. Hump Day!